Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs beat the Pirates 2-1, to and this is the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cody's here, Ryan's here, I'm Luke Stuckmeyer, and they are the first three-win team in the division, your Chicago Cubs. I should say post-game show, not just podcast, because we're trying to do these after every Cubs game. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Cubs on a roll, and once again, the story, Seiya Suzuki, <laughs> three homers in two games, and you couldn't have scripted a better start to his major league career. Well, I mean, that was all the offense the Cubs needed, apparently, was two uh, Seiya Suzuki home runs. Uh, yeah, you said three home runs in two games. Obviously, he's had a great approach i tweeted out that uh that first the the you know the the pitch results from like each of you know from the first home run he hit and it was like three it was three above the zone especially like the the third ball he took was like right just above the strike zone um and then i think the next pitch was the home run so it's like he has a very clear eye for the zone and um obviously he has oppo power um just yeah <laughs> really hard to say he could have had a better start to his major league career yeah, man. Uh, I was, I mean, clearly y'all were sitting there. I was getting so mad in the first like five <laughs> innings. <laughs> he was. Because the Cubs were mashing the baseball, mashing it. And uh, you look at the score finals, two to one. It should have been more. The over should have hit. Jose Quintana should not have had his revenge game. And uh, I'm just glad Seiya Suzuki was able to get the two that he hit over the fence because. The baseball guys were out for us today. Yeah, I'm I feel sorry. Like, I feel like on both of those, we were like, all three of us were like, did he get it? Like, it was just like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, we didn't, we didn't, like, off the bat, <laughs> didn't seem like it, but he has so much power that he just pushes the ball out of the park. Um, but yeah, no, very good game from Seiya Suzuki. You know, we'll talk about it later, but a good game from pitching staff, Ian yeah, Happ, whatever. But Suzuki is the story today. Two homers. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good um, historical stats we're seeing out there on Twitter. So I missed the play on words. Corey Friedman, hey Chicago, what do you say? Uh, what do you say? Oh uh, man, next time. Well, why but wasn't Corey, Corey on the pod? You well, should have been here. Thank goodness here. Corey put that out there. Now I can remember. <laughs> but hey, Chicago, I mean, really, he's that. Yeah. he's been so good and so refreshing to watch. We talked about it in the pregame, and you know, even after opening day, that his approach is outstanding. Uh, we like to see his patience, his poise at the plate. And again, it's hard not to get excited about a player when you see him like that. And, and it's just fun to watch. We do want to keep in mind that he will go through what every other rookie goes through. The adjustments will be made mm-hmm. now uh, sometime in the near future, and we'll see how he reacts to that. In fact, I mentioned in pregame, I'd like to see him move up to third in the batting order. But right now when he's having this much success, maybe you don't touch him. Maybe you do just leave him where he's at. He's comfortable. He's hitting like this. Let him ride it out and see how it goes. Well, I will say this. And I'm not trying to jump ahead. Uh, if there's anything we can complain about, definitely Wisdom Schwindel weren't great today, which is why you can sit here and people will be in the comments and say, why don't we move Suzuki up? Um, but, again, it's fourth game into the year. I, I'm willing to wait it out and see how things go. Um, but, yeah, I think by – I think sooner rather than later we'll see Suzuki in that two or three hole yeah. just based off the approach, the power, the contact. I mean, he's rarely striking out, too. I mean, he struck out in his last at-bat today and realized he was human, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I don't know, man. I uh, it's, there's, it's still such a small sample size with 
those two guys on top of Suzuki. I think, you know, as long as he's comfortable, not putting too much pressure on him, I like him there in the five or the six hole. Yeah, yeah Luke, I mean, you mentioned, like, the typical rookie. You know, right, right, right. Pitchers yeah. adjust to rookies, whatever. But there was also, like, we everyone's been expecting, like, this tough adjustment to major league pitching just coming yeah. over from Japan. And so far through four games, has like he, it seems like he's already Unfazed. adjusted. Like yeah, like he's just like he's up there, like he's been in the majors for a couple of years now. So regardless of eventually, the pitchers will adjust to him. Now they get to know him and and more scouting and more stats, more data on him. But that adjustment for him to the major, you know, MLB game, it doesn't seem to be there so far. Which is like that's as good a start as you could have asked for from Suzuki coming over from Japan. Rachel said this, and I thought this for a second, too. Was there a little Sammy hop to the one home run? It almost looked like he yeah, did. Yeah, You know, not, not totally Sammy, but it was yeah. sort of that same energy that he brought. And it's Red Rum says, I'll say it once and I'll say it again. Say is slowly filling the Rizzo-shaped hole that was ripped from my heart. Yeah. Listen, Cubs fans are looking mm-hmm. for any player to grab yeah. onto and... The way he's starting, you're going to see a lot of Saya shirts yeah. Yeah. and a lot of Saya jerseys out at Wrigley Field. And deservingly so if he continues to play like yeah. this, man. And, uh, again, it's uh, it goes back to that very first at-bat against Corbin Burns to me, you know, in the very first game. Working a walk, Wrigley Field, opening day, all that stuff. Like, guy just has poise. Uh, guy's going up to the plate with the right approach. An approach, honestly, we didn't see a lot of from a lot of players from the last core, except for maybe a guy like Rizzo. Um, so, I don't know. I it's just it's fun. It's it's awesome. It's great to see. It's uh, you know, go, we're going into the season. We're wondering who's going to bring the power. We thought we were the. This is when was this was going to be like a high contact, uh, you know, small ball type team or whatever. And the Cubs won today with homers. So I mean. <laughs> It's different. It's, uh, so like, different like we were joking, like some things never change, yeah. right? No, so one of the one of the quotes from opening day weekend, whatever you want to call it, that stuck out to me was uh, Jed Jed Hoyer actually on opening day asked about Suzuki, and he says we wouldn't have spent a lot of money on him if we didn't think he was immensely talented. Like he, and, but then he goes on to talk about like how that adjustment period will ha- will come, and but. It's just, you know, they spent $85 million on him and really more like $100 million when you count the posting right. fee. So they clearly had an idea of how good he was and what they expected of him. I don't know that they expected that to happen in the first four games, but Jed Hoyer, you know, the rest of the front office knew that they were getting a special player, and so far he's been living up to that, like living up to whatever they whatever they thought about and him. More. They've been living he's been living up to it so far. I, I joked with Cody. I said extend that man. Give him a <laughs> ten year deal. Yeah. Uh, there were some great stats going around Twitter too after especially after the second home run. I think uh stats by stat is there a stat by stats? Mm-hmm. That's stats the best one. Right yeah. Say Suzuki the Cubs the only major league player with eight ribbies and four plus walks over his first four career games since the RBI became an official stat in 1920. I think that might say even a little more about his plate discipline than his, you know, his bat. <laughs> like yeah. four walks it coming out. It might say a lot about say it. Say a lot? Uh, say no, but, a lot. <laughs> and, you know, four, it's going to get sold after a while. It probably yeah. is already. No, but four walks, I mean, again, he like the other day he said, like there's pitching like Corbin Burns cutter, stuff that he's never seen before. But you can see that he is un- he understands his strike zone. He understands... You know, maybe he kind of adjusts to what the umpire's calling, but he understands where the strike zone is, right. and he understands where 
or he, you know, taking four walks in for his first four major league games, like that's, and you see he's, he's not swinging outside of the zone. He's, he knows where he's at. And it's just like, that's very refreshing as like, he's not chasing. He's not just trying to hit home runs every single time. Like he is up there really working counts, really um, taking advantage of what the, or, or taking what the pitcher's giving him and, and doing damage with it, obviously. Uh, Nate Jacobs chiming in. No idea where this season goes, but I'm just happy this team is fun again. Last few seasons have been depressing. I think a lot of Cubs fans feel that way. And, and a lot of that is just because there's no expectations with this team, right? right? You know, even, even last year when you knew what could have happened at the deadline, you know, there were still some expectations of making the playoffs and, you know, whatever. Um, that, I mean, that's kind of the beauty in this season. I, you know, I always want to have expectations to win the World Series or whatever. But in this case – this season, it is kind of a – it's just kind of nice to not have to feel that pressure to, to live up to a certain, you know, the, the, the peak or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I always say the, the 2015 Cubs were, like, one of my favorite seasons as a Cubs fan because that team going into that year didn't have expectations. So, obviously, this roster is a lot different. Even – I think there's even less expectations on this roster than even in 2015, but – I sure it right? is definitely like similar expectations. You were thinking in 2015 they were, you know, a I don't know, like a maybe win 80, 85 game type team. And I mean, our season predictions, you know, what anywhere between 75 to 87 that I I predicted. But like most people have them, yeah. Most people have them to win 75 to 80, 81 games. So again, yeah, it. That season's a lot different from this one, is obviously, but I think that the thing is, is no pressure. You're looking to learn about all these players, find out if they can be part of the next great Cubs team that will be a World Series contender, and 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 then go from there. Uh, and this, it's fun when you win while doing that, though, right? Like I'm not, I'm not gonna complain about it. Like it's. I don't care if it was the Pirates. We talk about it enough. Like, if the Cubs are going to find a way to be in it, then they got to beat teams like the Pirates. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they did that today, and, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. I don't don't know how else to really say it. I think those, you know, the expectations being low certainly helps, but the way they've won these first few games is optimistic. And we've said – in all the pregame podcasts or preseason podcasts we did, we talked about, you know, what would be a successful season? Well, making the playoffs would be successful. But also within that, if you look at, can you identify four guys that would be, that's just a number I'm throwing out there, maybe four guys that might be a key part of your next championship run team, your next great Cubs team, as Jed Hoyer likes to say. Can you find an arm in the bullpen? Can you find two in the bullpen? Can you find a starter that you didn't have before? Can you find, say, in right field? You know, all of those things. You're just looking for pieces to the puzzle moving forward, and it's way too early to say that's happening on this team, but nobody can deny they've been fun to watch. It's been fun baseball to watch for the Cubs. Um, And the other storyline has obviously been pitching. Oh, yeah. The starting pitchers have been great, and – Tristan points out, man, did Smiley look like Jamie Moyer on the mound this afternoon? <laughs> Listen, five innings, three hits, no earned runs, and one strikeout. I know it was the Pirates. No walks. No walks. 
we didn't know what to expect going into it. No. I think David Ross would take that more often than not. If he can get that out of Smiley this season, every two out of yeah. three starts, he would take that right. certainly. Well, we even said beforehand, like, four innings out of Drew Smiley would be, like, yeah. solid. That'd be four innings, you know, maybe a run or so. Like, that would be, a, it would have been a solid start for him. <laughs> he got five, probably could have gone to six. Yeah, he said, hold my beer, brother. Yeah, right? Like, he, he probably could have gone, he only threw 68 pitches. Like, he probably could have gone to a sixth. Whether he would have made it through that sixth, who knows. Um, but, yeah. no, that was, I mean, that was a very good first outing for Drew Smiley. Five innings, three hits, one strikeout, no walks, no runs. Like, the no walks is what, yeah. like, stands out to me because that was a big problem with the starting rotation last year was the walks. Um and, again, like, I know it's the Pirates. I know, like, it's only a few hitters in there that really, really, truly scare you. But, like I said in pregame, like, this is the perfect start for someone like Drew Smiley coming to a new team, getting acclimated, and, you know, trying to prove that, hey, he deserves to stay in this rotation when Alzale comes back. So, I mean – I'll take it, we'll, and hopefully he carries this over into his next one. Yeah, well, there's that. I mean, he his average exit velocity per baseball savant, uh, 75.2 miles per hour. That like, that's low. soft contact. Yeah. Six whiffs out of 22 swings on his curveball. Like, he had a solid five innings, mm-hmm. which if he's going to be your fourth or fifth starter, like, that's <laughs> what you want. Yep. That's yeah. thumbs up. Like, that's that's what you want. That's what the Cubs are going to want. David Ross is going to want. Tommy Hot. Like, that – that's exactly what they're probably looking for in Drew Smiley this year. And, Ryan, also the way he finished, I really, really liked. You know, fifth inning was the right time to get him out mm-hmm. after the fifth. But he, he gets that runner at second, and he goes 3-0 count on Perez. He fights mm-hmm. all the way back to get the strikeout, and then he gets Tucker to ground out to end the inning. Yeah, with Marisnik on second, too. Yep. Like with a guy on second. He strands the guy at second after going 3-0 on the next batter, mm-hmm. strikes him out, ground out, out of the inning, get him out of the game, good feeling going into his next start on top of that so yeah it's it's a great building block for him moving into this season right. and and it's not like he's some you know run, uh young no. you know starting pitcher like Justin Steele for like for example but like because I mean he was on the Braves last year started 20 you're not games. looking at him as a core piece of the right. Cubs moving forward you're right. looking for some help this season and if you can turn him into something if you need to cool Right, yeah. yeah. I just – what I was basically saying is that it's just kind of nice that you were able to go find someone like that and, and plug him in there. Yeah, I'd wish that he could throw triple digits. Those are the sexy the sexy arms, and we look forward to seeing those down the road. But I I feel like a lot of people just kind of forget that, hey, these guys got to the majors and have been here for a while for a reason. So I think Drew, Drew Smiley also has something to prove too, like – you know what I mean? Like, it's not like anyone was out there on the street trying to find him, even though he was on the World Series yeah. champion yeah. Atlanta Braves last year. What did so. they show? 29? 29 games, 23 29 games? starts. Yeah. So. I mean, he, again, like, as late as they got him in spring, like, he kind of came in one-year deal. Right. If he can go five innings, you know, limit that pitch count, limit hard contact, like, keep soft contact going, like, that's – that's all that the Cubs are going to need out of Drew Smiley this year, fourth mm-hmm. or fifth starter, wherever he ends up being. That's all the Cubs need, and he, I mean, he showed that he showed that today, his first outing of the year. And if he does that more often than not, like that's a successful signing. Even if he becomes the sixth starter or the guy that kind of comes back and forth from Iowa, that would be successful. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's likely, but that's you know what I'm saying. If Alzali comes back, Alec Mills comes in and starts pitching, like realistically, you could see him being 
move down. Not if he's pitching that way, though. Right. No, if he's yeah. pitching like he did today, like he'll be, I think, you know, fifth starter. And then that's right. all the well, Cubs need out if of him. Miley but, comes back. I mean, there's. Yeah, there's true. there's a few arms that are going to end up competing for it. But, like, if, yeah, if he keeps pitching like that, it's going to be tough to <laughs> yes, warrant taking him out of the rotation. Yes, it will. Uh, I believe you guys tell me that Cubs starters shoved <laughs> so far this season. Is that is that appropriate? So they far. They've been shoving. Shoved. Look at this. Hendricks, five and a third, one run. Steele, five innings, no runs. Stroman, five innings, one run. Smiley, five innings, no runs. Uh, I'd say that's pretty good. 20 and a third innings, two earned runs, 14 hits. 12 hits. 12 hits. Uh, seven Are walks? I don't know. Seven walks? Seven walks. That's... Not bad. Uh, four guys, that's pretty guys. good. Yeah. 16, 16 Ks. I mean, he might be right with 14 hits. He might be right. And I believe three I of those. I, I, I went to the uh, I think I'm Duke the of the Midwest in Valpo, but I did not take any <laughs> math classes. So if you say 12, um, I'll go with 12. But no. um, So seven walks or 12? Seven walks. Seven walks, okay. <clears throat> seven walks, but 14 hits. Either way, regardless uh, okay. of like the 12 hits, good. 14 hits, whatever it is, Again, we we knew that you weren't going to get a ton of length out of these guys. Like I think Ross had made that very clear. Like he wasn't expecting anyone to go seven, eight, nine innings on you know the first turn through the rotation. But you got five from all four of them. You got five and a third from Hendricks. You, they all limited the runs, two runs combined through four starts. I mean that that's just that's about as with the short spring and you know guys aren't maybe not all the way built up. Like that's I mean you can't really ask for more than that. The Cubs can't really ask for more than that from. Uh, their starters, the first turn through the rotation. So we'll see. You know, maybe they can get to, you know, Hendricks, I'm sure, wants to get through that sixth, this next start tomorrow. Um, but just that first turn through the rotation is very solid. And is I think, I don't know if Ross could have asked for better from those four guys going out the first turn uh, to start the season. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was real good. By the way, what did Mark is saying, legs go. Is uh, it, is that Cody Shorts? Legs is that what go. we're talking about? Legs Cody Shorts? Legs go. Showing some pivot. leg. The game was so hot, he had put on shorts. <laughs> yeah. I was complaining. It's also just I really was, nice. It was pretty hot in here, too. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. Today. I'm glad I wore shorts. I wish yeah, I was nice. kind of warm in here. I wish I brought shorts. Ryan brought out the Hawaiian shirt. His I did. First, uh, <laughs> first in-studio Hawaiian shirt. It's breathable. That Joey. Joey. Joey's slacking over there. He was supposed to play Hawaii 5 0. Uh, well, we set that up. You know what? I got distracted today. You He's guys know it was there, a big game you know, for me. Taking selfies. <laughs> it was a big I'm game for me. Taking selfies. I'm making the. Joey was the... happiest when the Cubs won them than we were because he oh, had yeah. $500. No, I did not. Mom, Joey, if you were listening, on. I did not have that. I don't know tell, what they're talking about. Joey, tell your mother in the IRS how much you made on that. I made a lot. I made 450, but I wagered wow. zero. I wagered zero because it was a risk-free bet, which you can access uh, on PointsBet. Ooh. So if you are oh, waiting great. and you haven't deposited oh. any of your money yet, get on PointsBet and deposit that. And yeah, no, I did not bet. It was <laughs> I didn't do that. Joey did not do that. Okay. And I wasn't taking selfies. I was making that beautiful score graphic that you will see on the CHGO Instagram and Cubs Twitter page. Show oh, nice. See, I, oh, yeah. I couldn't see yeah. it from back there. I thought Joey was taking selfies with, like, a bunch of dollar bills. <laughs> I love, he, hasn't, uh, he hasn't cashed out yet. Make I love the uh, comments right now. Everyone is uh, talking about Ethan Roberts and that slider of his. Yeah. And uh, you guys know it. Yeah. I was high. I have been and continue to be high on Ethan Roberts. The only thing I would change about Ethan Roberts is the number that he wears on his jersey. But other than that, he's... 
He's he's got me excited, guys. He he looked great in his in his inning today, and I, it's just another building block for him. The bullpen in general was good. Givens, even though he gave up the home run to to Reynolds, he struck out the side. Struck out the side. Uh, you know, I you know Rob Robertson, Robertson got had the save. a solid ninth. Got the yeah. save. Who else was in there? It was um. Martin. Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Chris Martin. Yeah. Good. Chris Martin. Yeah. A couple yeah. big strikeouts by Martin. Yeah. With, yeah. with Ethan Roberts, too. I mean, that was like a very big moment. It was a guy in second, I think. You know, he had. Yeah. And in in that in his inning, um, the strikeout, uh, whoever it was. Was it Vogel? No, it wasn't Vogelbach. It was. Oh, uh, Roberto Perez. Is that one with the big horizontal break that Rachel's yeah, talking about? Yeah, 22 or 24 yeah, inches. Yeah, 24. 24 inches of horizontal break on the sliders first. Major League strikeout. I mean, we talked about how the ninth inning on. Saturday was like it was a nine zero. It was like a good first inning to have yeah. a guy a good, make his like, major league major debut. debut. Yeah, yeah. This was a different situation and definitely uh, high leverage. Yeah, def- more high leverage than than what that his major league debut was. And he, you know, he got it done. He got his first strikeout. I tweeted it out, but I, you know, I asked him uh, it was a Sunday morning, like what you know where, where he wants to go from here. And he's like, he's like, I need to punch some tickets. Like I have, I couldn't get a swing and miss. <laughs> he punched his ticket, got that, got that strikeout. So that was a, it was good to see. You know, a guy second career appearance, uh, being able to kind of get out of a, a little bit of a jam there, um, and keep the Cubs ahead. So. I see that comment, Tristan Wells. We were watching like that Chris Martin fastball away was just an absolute Picasso painting. That was like a high leverage pitch. Yeah. I think two outs, and he and he threw that same pitch twice, just on the <laughs> on the outside right corner. In the corner. And I was yeah. sweating at that point. It was like a, that was a payoff pitch. And right. Those were two really, really. He did that to Vogelbach, and then uh, the other, the next guy up, I forgot who it was, but he was painting the corners whenever in in the high leverage spot that he was in. Have you guys ever seen the movie Airplane, where he starts sweating? I know it's an yeah, old movie, a long but time like, ago. Like he's just sweating profusely. Oh, that was yeah. Joey as Martin was on <laughs> in that situation, just pouring sweat. Uh, yeah, they're calling yeah, it. A, it was, uh, who just called it a frisbee? I think it was also Tristan saying it was a frisbee, frisbee slider. slider. Oh, the, it was the, Adam. Adam James Ring. The Joel break Moore. on that. I mean, the break on Ethan Roberts slider, very good. Yeah. Um, and Joel Martinez says Ethan Roberts is officially in yeah, the Robertson trust tree. Too. It must be nice to get into the trust tree. Trust tree? Yeah. That's what Joel Martinez oh, says. Okay, okay. Ethan Roberts it. is officially in the trust what tree. What is the trust tree? I'm curious. It's uh, People he probably trusts. <laughs> hey, since uh, since we talked about Joey's big bet on points bet, why don't we hit that up real quick? Oh uh, yes, and so if you listen to CHGO bets or yeah CHGO bets daily today, and you listen to the three picks I gave for the Cubs game, you are three and zero in your last three bets. Oh, that's wow. Cubs money line. That's wow. Jose Quintana under four and a half strikeouts, and Key Brian Hayes two total bases. You are a winner today. Not only is your favorite baseball team a winner, you are as well. And you know what? I made all those bets on PointsBet, which is the best way to support CHGO, is if you download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO. When you sign up, if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new exclusive feature, live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You can even boost your live same-game parlays. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start 
to finish off from your phone. Say it every show. If Luke can do it, anyone can do it. That's not even, that's not an exaggeration. If Luke can do it, you all can do it. <laughs> and I've so, done it. Yeah, he has done it. Signing up with the fastest sports book is now easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. Use code CHGO to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Jack asking on the chat, is Robertson the closer of this team? And, it, you know, that is interesting. We we all thought going into the season, closer by committee, it sort of has worked out for him to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I still think uh, Givens will be there just as much. Yeah. And I think I some other think guys could too. I, I still don't think it's decided. I would like to see that no. question asked to David Ross potentially at this yeah. point just to see what he has to say. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't think know. he would say don't rush to it. Yeah, but. I don't know that it has even been decided because, you know, Robertson has had two opportunities. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he hasn't blown it yet, but yeah. I mean, that that I mean, I you, know, you don't know what's going to happen for over no. 162. I don't think, I don't think that it's been decided yet. I don't know that it'll be decided at all this season because they have a couple arms that could potentially be that closer, quote unquote. Um, I guess just from again what Ross has talked about, Tommy Howdy's talked about. It's just there may not be that guy that emerges as just every ninth inning. They're going, they're, you know, they're building up. They're, they ha- they have him penciled in for the ninth inning, and they're going to build from there. Or build backwards from there. Um, I don't know if they have one on the roster. They it may still be a closer by committee. But yeah, I mean, David Robertson so far has gotten the two opportunities and yeah. has succeeded in there. And Givens gave up the home run, but I didn't think he looked bad today. No. He struck out the struck side. Out the side. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so I mean, yeah. I, I still Brian Reynolds have is confidence. going to be a nice piece of the deadline when the Pirates trade him to whoever. Like, he's he's one of he's a good baseball player. He deserves better, honestly, than Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, sorry, well, Brian, to all the Brian Reynolds fans in the stream. That's just a fact. No, Brian Reynolds, <laughs> if he does indeed get traded this year, will get a nice package from whoever get, whoever trades for him because he's you know again we talked about it. He was I think the Pirates' lone All Star last year, but it wasn't like oh they need the one like he deserved to be an All Star last year. Brian Reynolds is a very good player. Yeah. Um. So I mean that home run. Honestly, when when he walked up, I'm like I got a feeling he's gonna hit a home run right now, and he did. But um, you know. That's a solo shot. <laughs> Cubs still won the game, yeah. I guess. But uh, Brian Reynolds is a good player. Uh, but, yeah, no, Michael Givens still struck out the side. He still looked fine. Um, his second second or third, I think, appearance of the season. So, long way to go. But, yeah. Phil's asking about Ethan Roberts. Will he get a chance to close some games? He has it, might be a little, it might be a little bit early it's in the early. season now. They're it's trying early. to kind of, you know, right. ease him into the majors a little bit. Yeah. But I could see that happening at some point. Yeah, like – Wick, too. I, mean, I don't want to say it, but if the Cubs are not in it at the deadline and they – but teams Cody, won't give Cody, the negativity out of you is stunning <laughs> at this I point. hate being that guy. I hate being Surprised this guy. Here, but if Givens, if Givens and Robertson are having good seasons and the Cubs are not in it, the Cubs could move them, and then that kind of just puts Roberts in that situation. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Cody I'm the, the one who's been the most optimistic on this show for like yeah. since the moment Cody we launched. Cody the quitter, Del Mendo. I thought you were the fan on on this show. <laughs> I'm just be. I had to be realistic for five seconds. I know we are, we're planning on talking about this a little, but I have seen some good questions just about the lineup. Thano's asking, where do you see Madrigal long term in the lineup? I know we were talking a little bit about just. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know. I think do you have the box score. Let's check out the box. Score. I have yep. it up. Yep. Madrigal went 0 for 4 today, but I thought he had his best at bats of the season today. 
He, like I said earlier when we started the show, he, or not just he, but the entire lineup, I felt like hit a lot of hard balls, but right at people. Key Brian Hayes, not only is he a stud offensively, but defensively, he was not, not, he, he would not let a ball go past him. And Madrigal hit, I think, two hard line drive grounders. Well, he, I don't know if they're grounders, but just line drives that ended up at third base, fielded here's, by uh, him. Here's Madrigal's. Well, here's Madrigal's. He had that first one was a uh, double play, but it had a 290 expected batting average. He had 250 on in the fifth inning. That was a ground out. The seventh was a 190, so that you know arguably was not going to be close. So to one a hit. of the four, but the fourth, the 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 ninth inning was a line out 410 expected batting yeah. average. Like that was a, probably his best swing too. Oh yeah, but he had a couple yeah. that could have easily been you know been base hits had the defender been anywhere else, right? Yeah. So um, I think the 0 for 4 box score is a little misleading in the fact that he one of those was a 410 expected right. batting average, which is you can't always count on that because things happen but yeah. you know that as, bad bit is probably low yeah but it could be it could as far as him out. in the lineup like we said in pregame i i if there was one thing about the lineup that i was nitpicking at it was him at six i would have rather <laughs> i would rather write i like him either in like that two that one or two hole or lower in that seven or eight hole i don't really like him there in the middle but I mean, in a way, he kind of proved me wrong. He hit well in that spot today. It just unfortunately, the ball just didn't land the way that you would like if you're a hitter. Um, but sometimes you get unlucky. Again, yeah. That's again, that, it's four games in the season, yeah. and yeah. people who are already freaking out about him. I mean, they've been freaking out about him since <laughs> you know last year when he wasn't playing. I guess I don't know. Like, I just you just need give me give him a month in a Cubs uniform and just. Kind of feel him out that way. I feel we'll like see. I know that's hard to do, but he is going to hit. Yeah, I, and then we again we said that he hasn't really played meaningful baseball since June. Like, right. <laughs> it's going to take a little bit of time just for him to get back into playing high intensity baseball. Like that was three months or whatever that he missed. Yeah. So um, I still ha- I still think he's going to be a solid bat in the lineup. We talk about he's hit three hundred at every level. I still think he could be a guy that does that. <laughs> right now, it's not happening. But thing you know. Things tend to even out over 162. So if he's hitting <laughs> yeah, 100 or less right now, things even out. Even if he doesn't hit over 300 again this year, yeah. there's a very real chance that a sub-100 batting average does not last over the entire season. Right. Jack says in the line, uh, yeah, Jack says in the comments, Hap needs to move up in the lineup as well. Two more hits? It, yeah, and he had two hits today, went two for three, and <laughs> it was encouraging because the reason he was at the bottom of the lineup today is because he has struggled against – or struggle from the right side of the plate. And what I loved is that he took both his hits today to the opposite field. And uh, that's not something we saw a lot in previous years, I feel like, when he was on the right side of the plate. So, And he hit it hard yeah, the other way, too. Yeah. It wasn't just like soft contact yeah, the other right. direction. He hit it hard. And, and Cody... He just got drilled in the knee. Right, We're lucky right. the guy's even walking around the bases yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. I think... I think tomorrow, if there's a, a righty for the Pirates, he'll be back in that three hole. So, yeah, yeah. Well, back to Madrigal really quick. Babip is point zero seven seven right now. That doesn't last the entire season. Right, like, that is very low for for <laughs> balls that get put in play. Like that will even out eventually. So don't don't don't. Another person who worry got about Nick Madrigal. Another person who got like beat up by the the baseball gods today. Clint Frazier. He went one for four, but I, like I it's, it, I think one of them. He, like, popped out to third, but, like, the other three at-bats resulted in a hit, was a double. But, like, I 
the, there was two at bats. I know the first at bat, he line or he flew out deep to to the opposite field and two eighty four on that. Yeah, like the, sec- the, the second one was a double play that we talked about. Uh, yes. Five ninety expected batting average, exactly, obviously turned yeah. into a double play. But I, sometimes I don't like to use the numbers because it also is like, yeah, well things happen. It's baseball. Like exactly. numbers don't tell the whole story. All, but all I'm right, saying there was is, a couple hard ones. That right. Yeah. All I'm saying is that you look at the box score. Like if the casual fan looks at the box score and sees that. Nick Madrigal went 0 for 4 today. He's going to be like, oh, Nick Madrigal sucks because he went 0 for 4 today against the Pirates. But it's like, let's tell the real story. The numbers actually tell the real story of that. And I feel that's why I bring up Clint Frazier because I don't want people to think he had a bad day if they didn't watch the game. Like, Clint Frazier had a good day at the plate too. He just, unfortunately, the gods didn't give it to him. So, except one time. It evened out a little bit, and the Cubs won, so it's all right. I'm, I'm going to let it slide. But, like, it, there was a lot of unlucky – balls that were hit that didn't land like the Cubs honestly should have scored more than two runs today but it it was nice that at least what they struck out twice twice I know or no nine nine times sorry (laughs) nine times nine strikeouts I was looking at Quintana struck twice and then seven others yeah Yeah. I was looking at Quintana had three strikeouts (laughs) and then their bullpen did the rest and I I I mean I kind of mentioned Wisdom and, and Schwindel earlier. They're, they're, they were the two today that were kind of a disappointment for sure, given the matchups that they had. But yeah. I think the rest were kind of like there should have been more based off the the stat cast. Phil says Orioles up 4-2, by the way. Ooh. On the Brewers. Up 4-2 on the Brewers. Milwaukee or, yeah, Milwaukee Brewers. We uh, add four L's into the name today. Is it just me or did it feel a little bit more like a pre- 2022 Cubs game, <laughs> nine strikeouts, two home runs, and that was it. Yeah, it was, was a little <laughs> right. Well, without the say of homers, it's, we're sitting here with a totally different. Yeah, yeah we're team. sitting here. Y- we're, we're talking. About yeah, Smiley was loss. pretty good, but yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, early season results like we talked about. <laughs> oh, this is a different Cubs team. They're constantly putting the ball in play, like not striking out too much, and then you get this one. It's nine strikeouts, um, and just two home runs is all the offense like that. It felt like a pre 2022 game. But then again, we'll also uh, don't don't jump to conclusions, right? It's four games in. We'll, right. we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the the season looks like as we go on. Yeah. We did our who you got in the pregame, and I think we're we have to take <laughs> nobody wins today. No one won, right? Today. I blew it. I said Suzuki yep. or Schwindel. <laughs> I but I said Suzuki first, and then I was like, then you yeah, went to but Schwindel. Frank, and I I went with Schwindel, yeah. and. I took Hermosillo. Yeah, Hermosillo. So we're all just going to take a pass I on that Wisdom. One. Nobody three, got a win. Yeah, yeah, Wisdom over three, three strikeouts. <laughs> Schwindel um, had a hit, but I can't take a win on one for four. One for four. But Wisdom got a ball or a walk uh, based on balls. <laughs> um, but he did not hit the home no. run. I thought he was going to hit a home run today. Yeah, Hermosillo struck out twice out. today, which was surprising when he did it too because it was left-handed pitching against him all afternoon. and. It was he just, really he really hits well against left. It was just pitching. a surprising game, just based on you know we talked about Quintana's numbers last year. Yeah, and he actually did pretty well through what was it five five or whatever he gave the Pirates it's like baseball he, man. It was the I, I it was know. the classic former Cub game, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, Dan Vogelbach made an appearance. Five and so a third. There was a few you know times where I was like, oh, can't wait for uh, Dan Vogelbach to to beat us here. Yeah, but. <laughs> No, yeah. Didn't Quintana, happen. Quintana, so. five and a third. I think we all kind of expected a little more offense against him. Yeah. Did not happen. So, you know, I guess hats off to Quintana for yeah, that, that first did, game against the Cubs. I mean, he will be at Wrigley Field eventually this season. Mm-hmm. I remember we talked about it yesterday that he didn't make that Wrigley 
return with the Giants last year. He will get that one with the Pirates at some point. So, um, be emotional. Yeah, I mean, huge game. We'll, we'll see <laughs> for him maybe. Oh, yeah, uh, but no, me. Yeah, him. if it, anything, I, everyone else will just be angry. Yeah, I think I think we expect a little more offense at least at the beginning of the game against Quintana. Um, did not get that, but Say Suzuki, of course, is the story. So none of our picks hit, but. If someone had selected Nico Horner, I think you should get a half point because the play he made at oh, short, man, yes, was that's that was almost like the one he made in Cactus League play that we were like, oh, like where did this come from? <clears throat> look at that arm, look at the range, and maybe mm. he, maybe he he is a guy that you could put at yeah. short. Long term, I don't know. Like, yeah. I I do think he's got a chip on his shoulder and he's got something to prove, and I think he's. You know, again, his numbers at the plate don't necessarily look like great numbers right now either, but he's got the home run, and I do think he's hit the ball hard a couple times. Um, but defensively, that's another that's another side of his game that maybe people didn't think he could play shortstop or be a long-term shortstop, and that was a nice play. Like, I don't care who's making that. That's a nice play. I mean, it was Jeter-esque. I mean, yeah. it looked just like a, a similar play we've seen Derek Jeter make and. Yeah, I mean, it was good. It's 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 good to see yeah. guys like that making plays like that. Because again, it's all about trying the arm to evaluate. Was there. Well, and then the it's, it's there. just like you know, the whole off season was talked about getting a shortstop, getting Carlos Correa, mm-hmm. getting Trevor Story, yes. getting Andrelton uh, Andrelton Simmons. You know, right after a lockout ends, and everyone's like, okay, he's probably going to be the starting shortstop, and Nico might be more of a utility guy and whatever. But Nico Horner, I mean, that play, but just you know his. Defense, you know the defense was there. You know he's a gold glove caliber second baseman. It was all about the arm, and he's made a couple of really good plays in the hole to make you think like maybe he has the arm strength. And Jordan Bashan had a really good story over at MLB.com the other day, but he, you know, just talking about how Nico has gone about, you know, improving his own, you know, improving his own arm strength from there. Maybe not only working out and trying to get the arm strength, but like improving his mechanics and stuff like that. Um, but you know, we talk about who's going to be the shortstop and can Nico be the shortstop. And he obviously really wants that position. And there's plays like the play he made today that when, you know, they look back and say, can Nico do this? He's showing off some arm strength there. And again, you have to see that continue. Um, But just right now he's proving with the opportunities given by Simmons, having that being on the aisle to start the year, Nico Horner is kind of taking advantage of that opportunity and showing he has the tools to be a, to be an everyday shortstop. And you, Need to see that continue again, obviously, but um, at least for four games, he's not, not, not showing that he can be he can be that shortstop. Agreed, and he, I like to see guys rewarded for hard work in the off season, yeah. even if it's just early in the season. Like that paid off. It, you can tell that his arm is stronger. You can tell that he's bigger, yeah. um, and you could you could say that he is for right now the guy that you're going to see at shortstop a lot. Maybe it's got a lot to do with. Uh, the injury, but I, I think that's he's one of the guys they want to find out about this season anyway. So I think he's going to play. I, you mm-hmm. know, even if he goes through struggles, I think they're going to keep putting him out there because they want to find out what they have yeah. in a former first-round pick. Yeah, and then it's going to definitely get like murky when Simmons comes back of how often he's he's over there. But I think you do. Will be you cross a, that bridge when it happens. It will be a constant. Whatever. It will be a constant discussion when the lineup comes <laughs> yeah, out. No I doubt. Mean, yeah, you'll you'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, Ross will have to cross that bridge when he gets there. But just for right now, it's been a solid four games for him to start the year. Yeah, and and it's 
again, it's encouraging stuff, man. Like, and I'm, I hope he continues to do it because, again, I, I always bring up, you know, when he got called up in 2019, he was nowhere near ready, and he came up and played very well whenever mm-hmm. Javi went down. And like when just that those two weeks or whatever it was alone, that talk that shows the talent, shows you know the commitment to trying to be great. And you know, then you you have the pandemic year, 60 games. How much can you tell? Last year, injuries plagued, but when he was healthy, he showed a lot of flashes of being a really good player. This is his chance to really, like, hold that position. I know everyone coming in thought he was a second baseman, and that's really – or that was his best spot. But, yeah, so far in these four games, he showed that, yeah, I can play here. And it it might be. You know, second base still might be his spot, but that flexibility, if Mm -hmm. you find out that he can also be your guy at short when you need him to – if, if someone else comes in and takes that spot in a later year, that's okay. The, he's, he's learning to play multiple positions at the major league level, and right now they need him to be a shortstop, and he's showing he can do it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, and that, yeah. I mean, we, and then we keep talking about how David Ross loves versatile players. Right. The Cubs love versatile players right now. So even if Horner isn't the shortstop of the future, if you see that he's a player that can move the shortstop when needed in a pinch, whatever it is, the shortstop of the future gets hurt and you got you need someone to step up that if he can be that guy that he's we talked again we talked yeah. about the other day about like players that you could see go through the rebuild if Nico Horner can prove that he can play shortstop when needed sure like he's definitely a player that will can stick through and, and be part of that next great Cubs team when Cap was on with us he said Zobrist you know that's what they look at if they could find their Zobrist now that would be great you know, yeah. he's showing that sort of versatility uh, flexibility in the field uh, who was Phil's already uh, trading Simmons. He's he, he's seen good enough. Trade piece. He's just saying that at some point he'd be a good trade piece. Uh, Shout out to Matt Peck in the comments too. He said, Con- uh, "Congrats on the dub, gents. First place. Let's fucking go." That's what I'm talking about. Love uh, that energy. Peck's getting ready for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got some. They did their their Bulls podcast. There was some oh, heat yeah. going over here. I thought he's- they're gonna. Have to throw some water on somebody. It was getting so hot. Yeah, you're not used to it, Luke. It's uh, uh, it's intense. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's they, how it works with those guys. I, <laughs> I was going to get out like a horse tranquilizer dart and shoot it across the room because Peck was so amped up. Uh, yes. Back to Ian Happ, real quick. Um, just kind of a bummer. Apparently, a tough day for him because uh, Tony Andraki just tweeted at me that his pace for the season has dropped all the way to a paltry. 283 hits over the course of a full season. The day off really hurt him. Don't know if 400 hits is realistic any longer. So apparently it was a bad day at the plate for Ian Hatt. Well, well, uh, say is on pace for what, like 81 homers? <laughs> yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Again, yeah. I Duke of the Midwest, but I, I, I didn't take math classes, so I'll just. I went to Eastern Illinois. Know. The math classes there suck too. So. There it is right there. <laughs> There it is, yeah. 283. 283 hits. Um, so, yeah, tough day. Tough day for Ian Happ, apparently. No, but he, I mean, again, he's, you know, there's a Clearly great, it's a joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clearly it's a joke, but obviously another, we're going to say it again, but a great start to the year for Ian Happ. The start that, you know, he ended 2021 really well, you know, was doing well in spring training, and you needed to see that mm-hmm. carry over into this season, and so far that's happening. Um Hit by pitch to the knee, notwithstanding, like he's st- he's he's looking fine at the plate. He looks fine on defense. Too. Yeah, in the field, he made it. You know, he made a diving catch today. We didn't yeah. even talk about that. Oh yeah, <laughs> wow. It's all about the bats. Uh, huh? Horner freaking stole the show on defense. Uh-huh. But, he really did. Uh, but yeah. uh, Hap, that <laughs> sliding that, catch. Yeah. I don't remember in what the inning sun. was. Yeah, in like the straight sun, into yeah. the sun. It looked like uh, it reminded me of the old Brant Brown. Yeah, the way the sun was just blaring into left field. 
but he made a really nice catch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, yeah, Ian Happ's having a good start to the season. I mean, there's a few guys, Suzuki, Happ, like just really good starts to the season that the Cubs needed to see. Mm-hmm. When we talk about if the Cubs want to make a playoff run and try to grab one of those wild cards, a lot of different things needed to go right. And so far, they're three and one, four games into the season. Some of those guys you that they needed to do well out of the gate are doing well out of the gate. And so, you know, who knows if that carries over. But as far as four games into the year, that's a good starting point for where they want to go. Yeah, it's great stuff, man. Anybody want to change their win totals for the no. season? I'm, I'm sticking. I'm sticking at I'm sticking with my 81, which I still think is optimistic. What did I say? 77, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Cody said what, like 100? <laughs> he I was said 87, there. brother. He was up there. 87. We need 84 <laughs> more to go. Let's go. Um, hop on the bus, as, uh, as, Grant, as David Ross once said. Helix, there's I've, I've been, there's a new face on the chat. Uh, what an amazing game. Absolutely flawless. Say a later. later. That was, yeah. Who did the call, right? We, yeah. we who, got our say later. I don't think his first one, I don't think he was there on Sunday, was he? I didn't hear the game live. I don't, no, it, I don't was, remember him. it was uh, Pat Hughes, wasn't it? I mean, I, I wasn't know. watching I was the game. In the I was at the game, so I, I, don't I believe know for sure. it was Pat Hughes. Um, but we, yeah, to me, I, I don't know when I and I, I thought about this when Cody was talking about uh, just just the guy. I, I don't know. Uh, it just seems to me like these guys are playing with a little less pressure, and you know the the expectations might not be there for this season, but maybe that's a good thing for these guys. And to hit the reset button and say, you know, we got these. You know, obviously the the old core was so great for the Cubs, but to have a bunch of young guys playing, having fun out there. It just seems like they kind of had this, this, you know, unquantifiable weight that has been on their shoulders for the last three seasons is finally just kind of seems to be evaporating away for now. And, and it just seems like they're able to get out there, play, and, and have fun, honestly, to me. Well, well it's the, pers- the personal pressure is always going to be there. They always are pushing themselves yeah. and mm-hmm. evaluating themselves. But what you don't have is the pressure of, hey, we're the guys that broke the 108-year drought, and we've got to do it again. Everybody expects us to do it again. Everybody expects us to do it multiple times, and, and that pressure is mostly gone because most of those yeah. guys are gone. Yeah. Well, and that, too, it's like you have a bunch of guys who have no – I mean, you had the Chris Bryans and the Rizzo's. Like, the pressure was to break that 108-year curse, not just yeah. after that. Right. They had to break it, too. Right. Oh, and yeah. you have a bunch of young guys coming up that don't have that, okay, there's a 108-year curse right. hanging over our heads. Like that, you have a few guys that Michael Hermosillo's or whoever, you know, whoever's going to be on this team now, the next couple of years when Brendan Davis comes up, like they're going to come up. And obviously, like you said, they have their personal expectations and every Mm -hmm. team expects to win. Every team expects to win the World Series every year, regardless of how realistic that is. But when these guys come up, they don't have just all these different things hanging over their head that they need to worry about. Just you go out there and you play. And I think that's, that's like exactly how. They should feel regardless, but now that there's no outside influences, like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that, right? And don't don't get us wrong. Some of these guys are still fighting for their careers. There's, well, pres- yeah. there's pressure. It's coming from themselves, yeah. but mm-hmm. there is not the pressure of somebody trying to lock up uh, a $250 million contract. That's not happening right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. They're just trying to play baseball at the highest level so that they can prove they belong on this team mm-hmm. exactly. moving forward. Exactly. Right? That's pretty much what's you, going on with this you team. Guys exactly. think, For a lot of the players on yeah. the team. Do you guys think uh, Wisdom and Schwindel are 
playing with the type of pressure of just trying to keep a major league job or trying to, I guess, um, be the leaders of this team? No, because I think the leaders of the team are Ian Happ, Jason Hayward while Wilson, he's on the team, Wilson right? Contreras, Wilson Contreras, right, Kyle Hendricks. Right. Kyle Hendricks, those are your four leaders. I yeah. think the guys that are, are going to benefit the most from what we're talking about now and just the, the adjusted expectations are the Ian Haps on the team, the Nico Horners on the team, the guys that had, right, first-round picks, second-round picks that we had high expectations for, but in a lot of ways I think unreasonably high expectations for earlier in their career and creating a lot of pressure and – that was a big part of, of the Cubs coming together and competing, you know, for years going forward in 2017, 2018, getting contributions from Horner and Hap. And it was a lot to ask of them. And I just think that those are the guys that are really going to benefit. And, and, and Luke, you've, you've mentioned it before, like he's a first round pick. I think that th- those are the guys where we're this season going to finally, hopefully get to see them take a step towards, you know, reaching that full potential. That's a good point. I, I, I agree. Like there is, there is certainly a weight lifted, uh, that was over the organization that isn't over this same group of players. They're getting pretty much a clean slate moving forward. But, but with what happened at the trade deadline, <clears throat> the, <clears throat> excuse me, oh, the expectations. Mm-hmm. It's my allergies. The expectations are just lower for this team. You're not, it's not World Series or bust yeah. for this year's Cubs yeah. team. Outside, uh, the external. Uh, correct, yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. For the players themselves, it's more about, it's more internally they can focus on series by series yeah. and, and they can work on developing their game so that they're here for yeah. more years than just this season. Right. Phil, right. Phil said the May 2nd cuts are going to be tough. I kind of forgot about that, that May 2nd was it May 1st or May 2nd that their the roster oh, yeah, goes the roster down to 26. Right. Down to um, there's a, there's a few guys again that we saw that we thought may not have been on the team to start this year that, you know, the Rafael Ortegas or the Rivas's who are obviously going to try to play themselves into a, uh, an active roster spot in May. Those are going to be tough. Uh, I think David yeah. Ross was happy when he didn't have to make any more cuts at the end of – or sure. going into right. opening day, he said it himself. Um, so there's definitely going to have a, a couple more conversations that he's not going to want to have um, in May. Yeah, I'm glad that we. I'm glad we have a while until. <laughs> we bring it down, right? <laughs> it wasn't me. It was Phil. I'm, oh, Phil! Come I'm on, just glad Phil. We, again, yeah, I'm just glad we have a while till that because we just need a sample size of what's going on in, in yeah. April and where the team's at and and all of that stuff. So, um, again, it's just nice that they're winning games while doing that, um, and they got a chance to win tomorrow, and you know, then we got a four game series in Colorado, and who knows, man, we might be. In first place next week. I don't know. Talk, go for the sweep this time. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, would you like to tell us about PointsBet, our wonderful sponsor? Oh, yeah. PointsBet. Uh, is that where Joey won a lot of money and oh, didn't risk did anything? He? Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, PointsBet. Uh, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. Luke, how long did that take you when you did it? Uh, a few seconds? Three, three minutes. Not even? 
Uh, you'll be signing up with the fastest sports book easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hello. I like money. <laughs> Mr. Krabs never, never gets old. old. Phil says sorry. Don't worry, Phil. You didn't bring it, <laughs> bring it down. That's okay. Uh, CHGO, uh, we've got podcasts, live shows, every team every day. Post-game shows, as you're finding out, we do post-game after every game. White Sox uh, guys doing theirs right yeah, now. Yeah, they're in Studio uh, B. Is that what we call it for them? Yeah, for Studio us, we B. call it Studio C. Right. For Cubs, for them. It's just, in general, it's called Studio It's, it's the Southside Studio over there. For sure, yeah. yeah. They're in there right now. Um, you can just call it that. <laughs> post-game shows, premium written content, allchgo.com. Uh, Ryan, Jared. Kyle will be in there every once in a while. Kyle, Brendan's been Brendan, doing some yeah, stuff. Brendan. Brendan might, pitch doctoring in there. You might even uh, want to pack some uh, Hawaiian shirts for some trips coming up here. We'll see. Uh, dope merch. Look at that. Show it off. Well, there it is. Joey is definitely. Uh, there it yeah, is. Yeah, there you go. Has a little go. patch right there. Yeah. The, the, that the pocket, is not, right? That's a nice pocket, one. Whatever you call it. It's not a pocket tee. But I ordered the gray says. one. The gray. I have the gray version of that where I think it's oh, just okay. the logo in the middle. Oh, okay. Sort of grayed out. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I got yeah, this, gray, and yeah. I got it's the, the Chicago Cubs shirt. flag with CHGO, but it's a gray decal. Yeah, I wore the one that was like exactly what's on your pocket, but it's the big over the shirt. Right, that's right. one I wore yesterday. Right, yeah. and for I got mom. The, I have the gray. I have the black gray version of that. Yeah, nice charcoal version. But yeah, well, I don't have it yet, but I'm looking forward to Dope it. Dope merch, right? Yeah, and you get a, you get a free shirt when you become a member. The members only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, where. We like to pull our Monday mailbag from, so we reach out and have some conversations there. Uh, get to know us. We get to know you. All right, so now we go for the sweep, the Cubs. Uh, they weren't able to do it against the Brewers, but they were close. You got to do it against the Pirates, and you have the professor back on the mound. And the way he looked in the season opener was vintage professor. You know, David Ross even kind of bragged about him, like, well, this is as good as it gets for him. Like, he's, he's, he's good right now. So the changeup looked outstanding. When, when you see that first changeup or the first two changeups of the game, mm-hmm. you usually know which Kyle Hendricks you're going to get. And last season, maybe that was a little more erratic, and there was the talk of tipping pitches. That's the guy you want to see. In the opener, five and a third, one earned run, seven strikeouts. Um, listen, I, we just saw Drew Smiley do a nice job against the Pirates. No reason to think that Kyle can't get up before noon tomorrow and do the same thing and walk out of there with a sweep. Yeah, I mean, we, again, I said it earlier, but you got to think that Kyle Hendricks wants to get through that six. If not, mm-hmm. get to you know get through seven. Um, you mentioned the changeup. He had 13 whiffs on the changeup on uh, on Thursday, like, and that was against you know the Brewers. Um, do I think he's going to get 13 whiffs again? Like that's something he has only done a few times in his career, so maybe not too realistic. But there's definitely he could definitely do damage with it. Um, the curveball looked nice on Thursday. You want to see that again? And I know he's been trying to locate those fastballs low. Um, so if he can get that, if he can get all that working, he's gonna it's gonna it's got the makings of a great day for Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Um, but again, if I think if you get him through six, get him into that seven through seven, like that's again another solid start. Um, for this Cubs rotation start the year. Yeah, um, I would say ideally as the fan, and I feel like just (laughs) David Ross in general too, he would like Kyle Hendricks to at least go six tomorrow because when they go to Colorado, that bullpen is going to be leaned on heavily at Coors Field. So (laughs) 
Um, if the what he would like is to not really have to use the bullpen that much tomorrow in Pittsburgh. So, to me, I think Kyle needs to go. I would I would like Kyle to go seven tomorrow, but I'll take six. So, again, and and everyone knows he's in his throughout his career he struggled in April. We've I know he's had some you know decent like uh, opening day starts. It's got to build on it. Like let's see, like let's keep it going, and uh, yeah, I that's really all I'm asking for is just to build off the last start and you know go to Colorado with some momentum. Uh, that Colorado team's off to a hot a hot start too, so which is not was not expected as well. So um, you know I know there's a lot of storylines with that team uh, that <laughs> I'm sure Bryant we'll talk will about. Be there. Yeah, Chris Bryant uh, will be there. But yeah, no, tomorrow is is kind of like a in a way a trap game uh, because it's you got a big series in Colorado where the Cubs it's it they always seem to struggle when they go out west so you know it's uh you pick one up tomorrow go to Colorado four and one you're feeling good maybe you know t- you're taking momentum so uh you know I'm asking for Kyle to give me six Kyle if you're listening ideally seven tomorrow <laughs> if, if you're listening get out there take care of business tomorrow and, and we'll set you up with the DNVR guys to get you some Malort shots when you're out there <laughs> exactly so, or some dope merch as well or some dope right merch. maybe oh, you can yeah. go like check out the, dope you, merch you can go check out the bar Joey will use all his winnings to bet on you don't yeah. have no nope. by the way if Cubs fans are going out to Denver to see the series and we're getting ahead of ourselves but <laughs> Go, go check ahead out the, check DMVR out the bar. DNVR bar. Yeah, should yeah we'll check talk out more. the DNVR We'll talk more bar. about it. That's the for blueprint, sure. right? That's the blueprint for what we have there. going on. You're going to be there. I'll be there. Yeah. Um, Maybe it may take some videos, put it on social. You never oh, know. Oh, okay. Ooh. We'll see. Uh, ben is asking, do you know who the fifth starter is or the days off lineup where Alec Mills will be back for the fourth game? The starter situation is going to be this. Whoever's healthy is going to be pitching yeah. at the back of the, the rotation right now. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I'm just assuming as, Hendricks is starting tomorrow because they had that off day on Monday. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. So they're going to go days. through the – Just keep him on pace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alec Mills, I think he's eligible to come off on Thursday off the aisle. I think that's – because it was retroactive to the fourth, I'm pretty sure. And he threw um, on uh, – Matty Lee said he threw 71 pitches? 77, I think it was. And that was Sunday – and Miley threw way. today, which was a good sign. Yeah, okay, something like that. But, yeah, I mean. We had that in the pregame, sure, but maybe, I forgot it already. Yeah, maybe he'll be, maybe that's what it lines up, but I don't think Ross will. He may talk about it tomorrow, but I don't, I mean, I think that's, we're just looking ahead too far. That's fair. On that one, at least. That's why I do a lot of that. I look ahead <laughs> way too much. I'm already talking about the Colorado series. Fair enough. Moving on. We have one more game. Three and one Cubs looking for a sweep against the Pirates. They'll do it early. 11.35 first pitch in Pittsburgh. Thank you for dropping in to check out the CHGO Cubs postgame show. Corey and Brennan will wrap up the series tomorrow afternoon and we'll be back for pre and post game against the Rockies. Will, Have they, a great will, they, will they be live? Uh, yes, I believe. Tomorrow night, yes. yes. Yes, they're going to be live, right? There you go. All right. So thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow. We're back to do it all again for the Rockies. <laughs>